brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I am Allie Heisong, coming at you live from Steens Ferry, North Carolina, and joined with me, as always, out in beautiful Boise, Idaho, we've got Dustin. Dustin, how you living? Allie, I'm living. I just felt like it was two, like 24 hours ago. I saw you with Victory Monday, Sunday, Victory Sunday, Monday, now we're Tuesday. The days are all meshing together, and holy crap, where did 2023 go? Next week, it'll be Sunday. It'll be New Year's Eve. My gosh, the Browns are 9-5, and five and Joe Flacco's our quarterback. If somebody somebody needs to, on Netflix or something, make a movie of what we have witnessed uh, this season in Cleveland, Ohio. What a time to be alive. I mean, you said it. Where is the year gone? And if you would have told me at the start of 2023, (laughs) they have nine wins and halfway through the season, Joe Flacco is your quarterback leading you to a a playoff run. I would say you have absolutely lost your mind. Uh, But here we are. (laughs) Like how much Cleveland whiskey have you been drinking? Because yeah, uh, to think that it's not even over. So one thing that I heard um, on a, on another show that I was listening to that I thought was a really good point that I wanted to bring up tonight, Dustin, is a lot of fans, and I think us included, we're putting us in this, so we've got a little bit of blame to carry. We have been kind of uh, in, impatient, maybe is the word, where we're watching this Browns team <laughs> led by Joe Flacco, and we've got this sense of like urgency in a way where we're all saying oh god how are we going to continue to do this with these injuries piling up and joe flacco how are we going to continue to win how are we going to beat the texans how are we going to beat the Bengals? and they made the point of just take it week by week is it so much to ask as fans to say let's just appreciate what we have on a week-to-week basis from a fan standpoint dustin on this podcast we have said at the start of the season man the browns need to find a way to go one and no every week and they've done that but us well, as fans are saying, we got to what are we do? Yeah, and guess what? That's the message Kevin Stefanski has said every week in the locker room. Hey, what did I ask you guys to do this week? Go 1-0 and and do whatever it bleeping takes, right? Like, like that's been his mantra. And by the way, the players have bought into it. Why can't us fans buy into this, right? Like, come on, if the players are buying in. And by the way, I, I just think as a fan base, we are just – shell shocked a little yeah. bit and, and here's where here's where so i we all watched the bears game right we knew it sucked for quite a while there in that second half and all of a sudden i like you know i of course i go into facebook and look at these browns yeah. pages and all that yeah and all of a sudden i'm like man this guy posted two hours ago and he's ready to throw the earth you know scorch the earth with the browns like oh see Put DTR in right now. Put him in. Like, like, and you're seeing, like, I'm like, whoa, can we just watch the entire football game and then reflect and tune tune on the uh, Here We Go Brownie show and I'll have a decompression moment? Like, come on. Like, let's just, let's just have a little fun here, right? And so it's like, yes, I think as us fans, we are just so 0 and 16 and, and the drive and the fumble. Like, I just think we've been, 
uh, we've we've been through so much as a fan base. We're kind of like tired of waiting. So I'll, I'll, I guess that's one thing well, to say. It's, I it's think this is yeah. partly that, and it's also like I think we're all just waiting for it to crash because this has been such kind of a a steep hill that we're climbing. It's a it's a good hill, and you know there, there's certainly a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And you know sure. the Browns I think now have an 88 percent chance to make the playoffs. I think we're all just waiting for it to like crash and burn. I mean we've seen no, it. All standard. I'm not it. saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that, but I think as fans we're so yes burnt in that way that we're kind of just right. waiting for it to get ugly and it hasn't yet and i think i just really appreciated the point that they were making saying let's just appreciate what we have they are going one and oh every week and although they are finding ways to give us all heart attacks in their winning fashion um nonetheless they are still coming away with wins and that's the most important thing a win is a win style points don't matter um so yeah. i think it's important yeah. to you know, just remember that well, now let's just put it this way. Larry, Larry and I were talking offline. If anybody doesn't know who Larry is, he's the one that owns the uh, the kennel bus and the wonderful friends over at Lorello Vineyards. But guess what? He brought up a really good point. Like, just sit back and look what's happening in Cleveland this year. The Colts game, a call goes our way. The ball bounces out of the Bears' hands. Maybe it is our year, right? Like, think about it. Those things usually go the opposite for us Cleveland Browns fans, right? Maybe this is the ball is bouncing the right way for us for once. And guess what? Just let it be. Just let the season be what it be. Because guess what? I don't think any other team, I mean, I just look at what this team's done. Best record against uh, opponents 500 and above, four quarterbacks, wins, uh, still the number one defense in the National Football League. All those things you would think are like you're smoking something. If if you if you thought that would be it and be we'd be nine and five, guess what, guys? We are lucky to be nine and five, and we should be grateful for nine and five. And to your point, Allie, enjoy next week, enjoy the week after, and the week after, because guess what, guys? Based on what happened, and that twenty percent of our football team and half of our cap space is sitting on the bench, and we're nine and five, you should be very happy as a fan base. Like you know how many other fan bases would be like, holy crap. Oh, let me mention one. Ravens have been decimated by injuries before and still won. And guess what? You didn't hear this crap from their fan base. So guess what? Enjoy it, relish in it, and just enjoy the ride. Because guess what? If you're strong enough, you're a Browns fan. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good point. Um, and you know what you deserve if uh, you're putting up with this Cleveland Browns team that's really <laughs> just giving us some gray hair. Uh, that's to take a little trip down to the Caribbean. Here's a quick uh, a quick commercial from our friends over at Seaside. Hey there, Browns fans. Pack your bags for the ultimate dog pound at sea party on the amazing Independence of the Seas in March of 2024 as we embark on a five-day all-inclusive Caribbean cruise. Spend time with your favorite Browns alumni like Josh Cribbs, Eric Metcalf, Webster Slaughter, and many more. Presented by Seaside Events. Cabins are selling fast, so book yours now visit brownsfancruise.com or call 216-284-6472 today there you go there you go you're you're gonna have to go i mean it sounds like a a pretty good time to me yeah and with that guys onboard credit promotion active for new bookings onboard credit promotion what that means credits to drink and be jolly and do all the fun things that you can do on board if you'd like to gamble and have a little fun on the ship, do that. Make the Browns fan in your life jump for joy this holiday season. Go book them now. 
Booking period could close anytime. Don't delay. Buy today. Sail away. But more importantly, folks, if you use the code HWGB, let me say that again, HWGB on your booking when you actually go in into the guest details, if you put that in there and say, those friends over at the Here We Go Brownie Show brought us to this cruise, you will be able to win from a handful of prizes valued in the hundreds of dollars. And Allie, what do some of those fans get entered to do? Take it away. Well, hey, if you use that code and you book uh, to go on the cruise, one, you get to hang out with us. That's good. That's going to be a pretty good time. And two, uh, you might just get entered to uh, come on the Here We Go Bryce podcast. So you can have exclusive uh, guests, exclusive super fans yes. live and in person, maybe with a pina colada in hand and uh, have a little have a little chat. Um Real quick, just a quick word from our friends over at Angelo's Pizza. Um, if you're wondering what you should have for dinner, the answer for you is always Angelo's Pizza. Head on over to Lakewood to get your hands on the best pizza in Northeast Ohio. They do it right. They start out with a buttery crust, and they do double-layer toppings. It is great in the restaurant, at home, and even just as great the next day. So be sure to head on over to Angelo's today. Uh, before we move on to the medical minute, Dustin, you, you brought something up that I, I just want to talk about. And kind of the luck factor as it pertains to this team. Let's talk about that briefly. I mean, last year and the year prior, I mean, things just did not did not go in the direction uh, that you wanted it to for, you know, for most games. There's always something. And we would say on here, like, man, if, if the kick just missed by like this much. And if, just, if that happened, maybe, Just ask Joe Flacco how well it went. Maybe, maybe separate your, your uh, microphone just a touch. Oh, sorry. Uh, a little loud. Um, but, you know, Dustin, it's... It speaks to, I think good luck speaks to culture and winning culture and the mm. expectation of the players to go out and win. You mentioned that Baltimore team that was decimated by injuries just a few years ago, but they still won in spite of that. And I think that is a testament to their culture, their um, just the, the character within the organization and the expectation to win. And how do you form that? Well, it's stability at the coaching position. And as Browns fans, I don't think we've ever been able to have that up until now. And I know a lot of people don't love Kevin Stefanski, um, but having had a coach since 2018 uh, or, you know, uh, you know, 20 right around COVID season, um, being able to have a coach for several years builds culture and it, and it, it's showing right now. So I think that that's something that we need to recognize that it takes time to get to that point of a, a winning football culture and the expectation within the organization to win. Well, you bring up a good point. Like, I mean, before Kevin Stefanski, and by the way, Kevin Stefanski is now uh, the first coach since Marty Schottenheimer, we mentioned on Sunday's podcast, to have winning seasons in multiple seasons with the Browns. So remember that, fans. Like, this is a guy that's brought some stability. But Allie's favorite word used to be alignment on the show. I think she brought it up four or five times. But that's what you get when you bring in stability. Because, I mean, full disclosure, if I'm one of these star players in the past, not now, and a coach comes in, I know he's going to be gone in two years, right? Maybe a new GM comes in. I don't have to really – I mean, I have to play and give my, my, my hardest play. But at the end of the day – I don't know how long that guy's going to be there, right? And I think the Browns made that difference, Allie, this year um, when they signed him to, what, four years, I think was his contract or something like that. You know, they went out and made a big, uh, like, longevity type of uh, thing and said, hey, we trust in this guy. Not only do we trust in him, we're going to give him a longer contract. And because of that, 
I think that your point that does build that stability, stability and culture, um, because we do know this losing cultures and winning cultures are just as contagious. Um, and when you've been a losing culture for that long, it does take some will and uh, time to turn that into a winning culture. And just full disclosure, that's why that game meant so much on Thursday night. It finally cracked the code of losing so long, right? Then you got to start putting wins together, and then you got to put a winning season together. By the way, guys, we're nine and five. You know what that means? Browns aren't going to have a losing season this year. No matter what happens the rest of the year, the Browns are going to have a winning record, right? So guess what? That instills winning culture, right? It's all part of what we do. So uh, at the end of the day, the Browns just enjoy this one week at a time. Um, and I think it's going to be an amazing trip. Yep, absolutely. As whether it is sophisticated suburban living, luxury downtown digs, or senior housing, KD, the largest property management company in Northeast Ohio, has a perfect home for everyone. KD is your one stop shop for housing in the region with apartments and amenities for everyone, including residential, commercial, retail, and also corporate housing. Find your dream home at KD. Visit KD.com to get started. That is the letter K, the word and the letter D. Com. Let's go ahead and bring on Dr. 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 David Ali for the Medical Minute. Uh, and this is brought to you by our friends over at Lorello Vineyards. started Lorello Vineyards over 21 years ago. We're a small cantina nestled in the Grand River Valley in Geneva, Ohio. Our winery consists of two beautiful tasting rooms and we have two rooms that can transform into party rooms inside. Our menu here at Lorello's is home cooking. We have wood-fired Tuscan pizzas, paninis, salads, and several appetizers. We have award-winning wines that have won medals internationally, nationally, and locally. In the summer and springtime, we have a beautiful outdoor patio that also we have live entertainment. We also have entertainment sporadically through the entire year inside during our cool fall and winter months. Additionally, outside in the uh, summer, we have a beautiful tent that can house several guests for a private function. We hope to see you soon. And if you want any more information on Lorello Vineyards, you can go to our website at www.lorellovineyards.com. We hope to see you soon. All right, let's go ahead and bring him on. We've got Dr. David Ullery, orthopedic surgeon, joining us, brought to you by Lorello Vineyards for the Medical Minute. Hi, David. Hi, guys. Allie, Dustin, hello. David, how's it going? Great. How are you? What you doing, David? Nice Christmas tree. It looks great. It's very festive in here. Yeah, it looks, looks beautiful. Let's get into it. Um, the good news for you is uh, this isn't going to be the medical two hours tonight. We don't have any breaking <laughs> news um, with injuries for the Cleveland Browns, and that is a good thing. Uh, it has been absolute chaos for the past couple of weeks, David. As you know, coming on here every single week and talking about a season-ending injury. Kevin Stefanski, in his press availability, comes out and says, no breaking news. It is all everybody's day-to-day. So that is Fantastic. So that opens up the floor maybe for a little bit more discussion tonight and just kind of being able to go around the league. But I one that I do want to start with with uh, the Cleveland Browns is Ethan Posich, who is slated to come back, uh, but he was out for a few weeks with a stinger. Um, can you just tell us what is that and mm. what would why would it sideline him for maybe that long? 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's definitely quite a relief uh, to not have a massive injury report and multiple season-ending injuries to discuss. New ones, that is, because obviously we've already dealt with that. Um, but to go more into uh, Ian's injury, it, it, I'd say it is a little, I guess, unusual to be out for multiple weeks with um, supposedly a stinger. Um, to get into sort of the details of that, basically a stinger, what, what it refers to um, in, in scientific terms or medical terms is a transient brachial plexus neuropraxia. What does that mean in layman's terms? <laughs> Essentially, all the nerves that give innervation to your arm run through under your chest here, right underneath the clavicle. And if they become stretched or if there's something that hits them directly, it's kind of like a shock um, where uh, the nerves get impacted, whether it's like a bruise or a stretch. Uh, but something happens to those nerves where it sends zingers down the arm and essentially creates this dead arm syndrome where not only are you getting these kind of radiating, shocking pains, kind of like touching an electrical outlet or like a dog collar, um, but it also can cause weakness, specifically, typically, usually in the biceps muscle and the deltoid muscle. And so um, it's usually transient, so it means it goes away quickly. And it usually isn't a limb-threatening or really even game-threatening injury. Now, of course, um, certain special circumstances exist. And so when these do occur, obviously, the player does have to come out of the game. Um, but they typically do quickly resolve because it's a very quick, quick um, injury and the nerves kind of rebound quickly. I mean, there is some pliability or stretchiness to the nerves. And so um, as long as, in terms of return to play, as long as all the symptoms fully resolve, um, you have normal strength and range of motion, and there's no lingering, lingering numbness or tingling, players can get right back on the field. Now, it becomes more of a concern if the symptoms don't go away, if there are bilateral, meaning both arms are experiencing symptoms like that, or if you have multiple stingers within a game, because then that could be an indication of a problem in the, in the neck, in the cervical spine, whether it's a herniated disc or some arthritis, or it could be um, either further up, either even further up the um, central nervous system into the brainstem or the brain. And so it may be the case where he just had multiple stingers in a game or the symptoms didn't resolve immediately. And so they took every precaution to make sure there wasn't a more in-depth injury. Um, like I said, it could be a herniated disc. It could also be even a fracture in the neck. And so if symptoms don't resolve immediately, that's a reason to make, keep someone out of the game and do a little bit more investigation in terms of advanced imaging. Quick quick question, twofold, uh, Dr. David Ollery. Uh, one of them would be uh, Joel Petonio. We all know his back kind of got locked up. Uh, he had to leave the game. I have had my back lock up um, and gone on steroids because, you know, you kind of feel it down your leg, that whole kind of feeling. Um, is that something that, you know, they might give him an anti-inflammatory type of steroid this week to calm the back? the discs down and then second fold a lot has been made of nick chubb walking around not on crutches this week after those surgeries which i think is kind of amazing itself so just a couple uh questions that i think the fans may want to know um in those two slots yeah absolutely i mean when it comes to back spasms or back injuries like that it, the the cause of it um certainly there's a number of different of things that can cause it whether it is truly just spasms in the muscles um which can be painful um and can definitely limit your ability to play and move around like you normally do. And so in that situation, that's kind of the best case scenario where it just likely things like a TENS unit, maybe some cupping and just some even dry needling, like acupuncture to relax those muscles. Oh, okay. And then a lot of heat therapy and definitely anti-inflammatories. And those anti-inflammatories would work whether it's for a muscle spasm or for something a little bit more serious, like a herniated disc or a pinched nerve. And so um, that can be in the form of just your basic Motrin or ibuprofen. It can be a little bit stronger in something like uh, Toradol where they can do an injection in the muscle. Um, and then you can get up to steroids, as you alluded to. And so you can do oral steroids 
or you can even do a steroid injection at the localized site of impingement. So if it's truly a pinched nerve or herniated disc that's causing those symptoms, you can localize that and, and go right to it. I've had that myself where I had a herniated disc and an injection took care of it for me. And so okay. um, there's kind of a, a spectrum like there is for all these injuries in terms of what it is and what the treatment is, but definitely any of those options are available to him and likely will be performed to get him back into shape for um, the upcoming week in Christmas Eve. Um, when it comes to Nick Chubb, um, he, he's just right in the progression of uh, a multi-ligament knee reconstruction. Um, typically, whether it's ACL, MCL, meniscus, um, there's, some L, there's some amount of crutching crutches or crutching that's used um, in the recovery. And so in his instance where he had MCL, ACL, and some meniscus work, um, typically it's about six to eight weeks on crutches um, just to allow things to heal. Because sometimes, especially with the meniscus, you can't put too much pressure on it and strain sure. that repair. And so um, it's no surprise that he's off crutches at this point and he's right okay. along in the progression that he should be and just a good sign that, at least for now, that there have been no setbacks and he's um, progressing as expected. Great. All right, Dave, I've got one uh, from Larry, Larry Lorello here. Uh, what do you <laughs> prescribe your patients or you're the, what would you prescribe? <laughs> I wouldn't say I prescribe my patients this, but for negative fans, certainly um, anything from Lorello Vineyards would be that's a good a, option. Right? <laughs> I'm sure that's what he was looking for. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, just a nice bottle of here we go, brownies wine to, uh, Wash away uh, your negativity, right? There we go. Exactly right. And then you can, and then you won't be negative because you're giving money back to the Cleveland Food Bank and doing a, a good win. thing for the. Yeah, it's a win-win. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. It was dropped um, here, actually, just recently uh, from several sources that it, it will likely be Case Keenum starting uh, for the Houston Texans rather than Steve Stroud, David with. Uh, the concussion. So I know um, prior to the show that we were looking up some stats in terms of concussions. I want to turn it over to you just because I think some of that information uh, is really relevant here. And uh, just to talk about that, because we haven't seen a ton of multi-week, um, you know, sitting essentially for a concussion for a quarterback in quite some time. Yeah. I think since um, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that would probably be last year with two. It'd be the most um, prominent that comes to mind. And so, um, certainly is a real thing. And obviously, I mean, even today, um, they said he's still experiencing symptoms. And so there's, you know, a level two or three that he can't even pass yet to be able to get mm. on to the next step and clear the protocol. And so, um, while disappointing, cause, um, we all like to see CJ have some success here, maybe a little bit of luck for the Browns just to um, be facing a backup quarterback and, you know, almost, you know, in, in another game, like you said, to go one and oh, another week to go one and oh. And so, um, yeah, some data that we were looking up earlier in terms of just concussion surrounding the NFL. Um, there was something published actually on my birthday in October, um, looking at injury data since 2015 and specifically concussions during the preseason and regular season. And overall, since the 2015 season, concussions have actually dropped in their current. So from 2015 to 2022, I think it was um, a pretty significant drop. Um, between the preseason and regular season in 2015, there were 275 total diagnosed concussions. And last year, that was down to 213. Now, certainly mm -hmm. over the last two years, um, or over the last three years, that has gone up. In 2020, it was 172, but that year was special because of uh, COVID. And then in 2021, it was up to 187. So we are mm -hmm. seeing an increase over the last three years. But overall, from 2015, 16, and even 2017, the total number of concussions has dropped. Um, and so I think a lot of that, especially looking at data from, you know, almost seven, eight years ago now, a lot of that's probably related to one, 
um, recognizing it and diagnosing it, but two, also just the safety surrounding players, whether it's, um, you know, the increased uh, penalize, penalization for hits to the head um, and better technology and helmets in general. And so um, I definitely think that what the NFL is doing to reduce concussions is working, but obviously you're going to have years where it waxes and wanes and goes up a little bit more. Um, and I think that's, you know, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Another, you know, you just bouncing off of something you said earlier, Ali, you said it seems like the Browns have had quite a bit of luck and the ball's kind of bouncing in their direction. And some, something else I looked up um, and found some data on is just um, sort of association of injuries in general. So there's a study um, that came out in August of this year in orthopedic journal of sports medicine, um, looking at the association of injury rates among players in the NFL um, with playoff qualification, travel distance, game timing, and the addition of another game, i.e. going from 16 to 17 regular season games. And basically what the results of this study showed, it looked at um, NFL seasons from 2017 through 2022. And over those five seasons, uh, what they found is that cumulative travel distance, overseas play, bi-week timing, and adding one regular season game were not associated with an increased injury rate in the NFL. So all of these things did not hmm. increase the amount of injuries seen. So overall, I mean, that goes to justify the adding of another game the playing of games in Europe and South America next year, um, as well as when the bye week is. None of that has an association with injury rates, at least over the last five years. Um, but one thing that I pointed out was that um, a lack of regular season success has been associated with a higher injury rate. So basically teams that did not qualify for the playoffs have shown to have a high, a significantly higher injury rate, injury rate, as well as players on the IR. And so wow. um, essentially what that study is saying is the Browns should not be a playoff team right now, but yet here we are. <laughs> Um, sitting at uh, no no worse than the five seed and potentially even looking to win the division if some things can go their way. And so it's pretty remarkable to see what the Browns are doing. And it definitely speaks to the fact that um, luck is has been has been on the Browns side this far this year. Um, sure. And it also shows just a lot of grit and determination and that um, there's a lot of next man up mentality on the offensive line. I mean, I saw a meme on Twitter earlier today where, you know, 31 teams across the NFL lose a starting offensive lineman and they think their season's over. The Browns lose three <laughs> starters and they're like, all right, who's next? Let's keep going. And yeah. so it is amazing um, just to see where the Browns are at right now and what they've been able to accomplish. And it's exciting to see where they can go from here. It's historic, honestly, David. And and it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, when you, when we, we look that up <laughs> over dinner actually, and um, I couldn't believe it, Dustin, when we saw that, Basically, you know, these injuries are happening um, more frequently to teams that are, you know, without success, um, mm -hmm. especially in the season and into a playoff push. So it's just remarkable mm -hmm. David, to see that this team has overcome so much adversity, um, but their next man up attitude just kind of remains the same. And not only is that the case, but I mean, we saw an undrafted free agent last week kind of with the game winner. I mean, DeAnthony Bell came away with that ball. Now, granted, Darnell Mooney literally just kicked it for no reason. Uh, some luck contributed there. But you've got undrafted free agents and guys off the street from their couch, uh, probably from the Cleveland Furniture Company, by the way, that are making plays. Um, so it's, it's really remarkable to see. And I think that goes back to the winning culture and having that expectation. And, you know, David, we've talked about it on, on this podcast a couple of times that even though when somebody goes down, maybe the next player on the depth chart isn't going to be as talented, we should still expect them to be prepared and ready to come in and do their job and do their assignment. 
Um, so I just, I think that's, that's remarkable. Uh, I want to turn it back over to you real quick. Um, we've got a question here. Now I know that we don't have the data in front of us to, to know exactly how many concussions Denzel Ward has had, uh, but just to go back to concussions real quick, because he has suffered several throughout his career. Um, you know, if he were to maybe, cause I, I don't want to even put it out there that he could potentially have another one this year or next, but, um, you know, would that be something that could, you know, end his career? Uh, yeah, I mean, frankly and bluntly, yes, absolutely. Um, at some point, um, concussions can be cumulative. And I mean, we have something in concussion science called the second hit phenomenon where, and this is more an acute scenario where if you have a concussion and then you have another one within a short amount of time, the impact is magnified. And certainly that's what the protocol is for, is to prevent the second second hit um, phenomenon from occurring. Regardless, it, the traumatic brain damage, damage is accumulative. It does um, gather on the brain and it, it continues to be there. It doesn't go away. And so the more you have, the more damage that there can be. And at some point it becomes a safety decision and, and, a, and a safety issue, especially for someone like him, who's in a very um, highly exposed position, uh, whether it's um, trying to come up and uh, tackle a ball carrier or make a defender, uh, make a play on defense um, with a deep pass um, or hit some, hitting someone over the middle. Um, if he's in man coverage, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios where he's going to put himself at risk. And so um, it, it definitely is, I think, probably going to be part of that conversation if, unfortunately, that were to happen again. And, of course, we don't want to see that for anybody. Um, but he also has to consider his future. I mean, he's not even 30 years old. And so he's got a lot of life ahead of him. And I think that there's a, you know, it, it definitely is a bit more of a somber um, and sobering conversation. But um, it's the reality. And so. Uh, like you said, I don't know how many concussions he's had off the top of my head, um, but it is a it is not an insig insignificant number. And it definitely um, every time he takes a hit to the head, um, I know we're kind of holding our breath, hoping something like that doesn't happen because you never know when it's going to be the last um, play that he plays in just because he's going to make that decision at some point if they continue to happen. Well, and, you know, just to speak to a little bit of that, you've probably seen Bernie's been pretty vocal about concussions and where he'd have to live in a dark room for days. And he thinks uh, ones that were actually diagnosed and not diagnosed close to a hundred, you know, concussions that he may have had during his lifetime, which we all know that was a different league. They didn't take concussions as serious as they do today. So it just goes to show you not only our current players, but people like Bernie and some of those other players that are still today, you know, dealing with those kind of injuries because it wasn't taken seriously like it is today. Like, you know, we see the the mushroom helmets and everything that they play in preseason with now that back then, I, I mean, I mean, this blows my mind that this is the NFL, but literally Bernie Kozar said in that game where he had thrown enough interceptions to be mad, they tried to take him out of the game and they gave him the sea salts. And he goes, I'm sure I have a concussion, but I'm going to win this for the city. And by the way, I ain't coming out of this football game. They don't get the choice to do that anymore, right? You get pulled, right. you go in the blue tent, you're you're shut down. And I think the league, you know, based on all the stuff that's happened to these previous players and now that are suffering because of, you know, not taking that seriously, I think we're going down a road where, to your point, hopefully that is going lower and lower with these concussions and being more cognizant about the safety of the game because that is important at the end of the day that these players um, can live a life after the NFL because at the end of the day, the NFL stands for not for long. The average player plays less than four years in the National Football League. They got to have a life after football. 
That's exactly right. I mean, in some of the data we're looking up, the average NFL player's career lasts 3.3 years. Now, obviously, not all of those are injury-related. Some of those are just they don't make the cut. Sure. But regardless, 3.3 um, years is not a long time to be in um, any sort of career. And so, I mean, going back to what you said, with concussions, it is an imperfect science. We don't, we don't even know everything about them. Um, and they're on a spectrum just like any other injury. You can have something that's very minor and mild, something very, very severe that you lose consciousness for and have amnesia where you don't remember the the event. And so, yeah, we absolutely hope that, you know, the NFL is doing everything they can, they can to protect their players and protect their product. But you still question some things. I mean, what, two weeks ago, TJ Watt came back on the field with a, a I think it was TJ Watt, he came back with a, a dark visor um, because the light was hurting his eyes. And so you have to think like, and there, there was a hit to the head in that game. And so you have to think, does, is that really falling within what we believe to be the protocol? Um, and there are plenty of, I think, micro concussions that slip past the protocol. I mean, speaking oh, from sure, experience yeah. myself, I was, when I played in high school football and, you know, intramural college football, I had two concussions diagnosed, but I can probably confidently say there were two or three more that weren't diagnosed because one, you're on the field. You want to, you don't want to come off the field. And right. when people say, you know, Oh, I got my bell rung and you kind of, <laughs> your vision goes blurry for a couple seconds and then it comes back. I can't tell you how many times that happened. And who knows, those were probably yeah. causing micro damage and micro concussions to the sure. brain. And, you yeah. know, when you're 18, 19, 25 years old, you don't want to come off the play because you think you can shake it off and keep going. And so right. it's really the only ones that truly that we catch and diagnose are the ones where the player looks wobbly, looks bluesy is down on the ground for a longer period of time or kind of stumbles. And so sure. they're trying their best to recognize them sooner and earlier and with smaller impacts, but they also have to draw a line somewhere. And so it's really hard to make that um, delineation. And um, it's it's going to be an ongoing problem for as long as football exists, but certainly they are getting better at it. And so, I mean, that's, that's the silver lining is that we are improving in our diagnosis and management of it. We just have to hope that we continue to improve our technology for that. Yeah, I mean, and you just brought up a really good point. It is an imperfect science because, to your point, if I'm a guy that I'll give Najoku an example, I'm catching a ball over the middle and I get my bell rung a little bit, I'm a, I'm woozy for a second, and then all of a sudden my vision's back, and I don't tell the coach to bring me out. Who's to know, right? You just don't know, right? Exactly. He's not going to go over and tell, you know, head coach, I, you know, I, I think I'm a little woozy, you know, yeah. unless he wants to pull himself out of the game. So you're right. It's the player versus an imperfect science in that situation. I agree. So it's always going to be uh, an issue. It's always going to be part of the game, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, to your point, David, you know, it's all about uh, the, the protocol and being able to recognize what we can on the field. And of course, the discipline that goes along with it. I mean, we just saw, um, you know, several players or, you know, what was the, the hit uh, against Michael Pittman Jr. the other night? Um, suspended mm -hmm. for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. So they're taking it more seriously. But again, the discipline happens after, you know, an egregious hit and you right. know, the, the, a very serious injury. So it is, it is imperfect. And I don't know that there will ever be a perfect solution for it. Um, it's the scariest part of the game. So hopefully that that is something that, you know, we can hopefully get ahead of um, sooner rather than later. But David, thanks for taking the time. This was the Medical Minute brought to you by our friends over at Lorello Vineyards. Thanks, David. We appreciate you. Thanks, Thank guys. you, David. Go Browns. Go, Go Browns. Browns. That is Dr. David Ullery, orthopedic surgeon for the Medical Minute. Again, brought to you by our friends over at Lorello Vineyards. Um, you know, it's uh, we always learn so much. And then he throws he, he throws, uh, you know, the, the scientific terms out there. It's like he's speaking <laughs> of 
language, but you know what? We're learning. We're learning. He, was like, he was like talking about this whole part of the body. I'm like, I don't know where he went there. He just lost me. Let me bring him on. Dustin, I'll turn it over to you real quick. If you don't mind telling our listeners about the Barley House. Guys, if you can't, or if you are in town this weekend, go to the Barley House. Uh, you know, have fun, go down there, enjoy it for those away games while they're down in Houston. Uh, by the way, if you uh, add us on Instagram, by the way, and add the Barley House, you are entered to win a $30 gift card to go down there and have some fun at that Barley House. $30 gift card if you go and add us on Instagram. So go do that. We will pick a winner. We've already picked four or five winners from that. And then, by the way, the guys, you don't want to miss the next Thursday night football game. Come down. Joe Thomas from 4 to 5 o'clock is going to be mixing the drinks. He's going to be down there being your bartender, Mr. Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas, first ballot. We love him. Good friend of the program. Uh, great person for Cleveland. Great uh, uh, statesman. That's a great word for him. He's a statesman for the, the, the greater city of Cleveland. Uh, played his entire career in Cleveland. That's a rare thing to say these days for players. But go down there for uh, that Thursday night game. Get off early. Go down and have some fun. And then go to the football game and scream your heads off because that game might be the clinching game for the playoffs. Wouldn't that be a, a pretty good <laughs> time, if you ask me? Um, okay, last week we had a we did a fun little segment where we went through some some starting quarterbacks in the league, Dustin, and we said, okay, let's just assume they're all on a one year contract, and yeah, yeah. you them, and you get to say, them, sign them, extend them. Yep, yep. Let's extend them. Let's give them another year, or let's cut them, trade them, release them, whatever. We're gonna do the same thing tonight. Except with head coaches around the National Football League. So head coaches out at you, and you are going to say, um, and again, we are going to act like they all are on a one-year deal, and we are the GM um, throwing you know current contract situations out the window. We're not going to even think about that, but purely hypothetical. Uh, you are going to say, give them an extension, give them another year, or get them out of town. Okay? Okay. So. We are going to go ahead and do that. And that segment is brought to you by our friends over at Circle Fans, K. Get ready for a sizzling sensation that's about to heat up your taste buds. Circle K is bringing you a hot deal this football season. Introducing Circle K's hot chicken wings. And the best part, the price is as hot as the wings themselves. Pick up six wings for just $5.99 at your local Circle K today. So what are you waiting for? Gather your friends, your family, and anyone else who craves the ultimate wing experience. Circle K, where every deal is hotter than ever before. Here we go, Brownies. Only at Circle K. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to throw the first one out at you. And again, purely hypothetical here. Uh, but let's start with Mike McCarthy. What are you going to do? Are you going to extend him, give him another year, or are you going to say, get out of here? Remind me again what team he's on, Mike McCarthy. Oh, he's with the he's with the Cowboys. Sorry. Uh, I always think of him with the Packers. Uh, oh, you have to. Here's the thing. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. This is a tough one for me. Um, he's no, kind of no, up no. and down. So, you know, this is not going to be easy. All right. Fine. Allie, Allie likes to, Allie likes a challenge. She doesn't like to lose. Those are two. <laughs> two yeah. Um, I'm going to say, give him another year. Cause here's mm -hmm. the deal. Um, I've never been a Mike McCarthy fan. I did, you know, um, he got fired in green Bay for a reason, right? Uh, he's found some success here and there, um, in Dallas, but I give him another year. I give him another year. I think that's where I'm at with it too. Um, I don't think he's been incredibly innovative during his time in Dallas, but I will say based off of the year that Dak Prescott is having, and most of that credit goes to Dak Prescott, right? Right. But um, the situation and position they're in, you know, I think they're having 
the best year that they've had under him. Um, so I'd say give him another year, uh, see how it goes, and go from there. I don't think he's the long-term answer. I think he's probably only there for a few more years, but see if he can get a deep playoff push uh, with Mike McCarthy on this current roster. So I think I agree with you there. Uh, let's go Mike Tomlin. I knew Mike Tomlin was going to be on your list. Um, that is the that is the toast of conversation. Here's the thing. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted a very good quarterback. I think they're kind of stuck with what they have. Again, I don't know how much, and maybe you know this more than I do, Allie, how much uh, input Mike Tomlin has in that situation of uh, who's picked, you know, uh, in that quarterback position, or is that more of the GM owner? But I think you have to give him another year. I mean, this is a coach that's never been under 500 in his entire career. Like, that's insane to me. Um, and here's the other thing. The Steelers don't fire coaches. Uh, they haven't had very many over decades there, right? So I think you have to give him another year, but I don't think you give him a long-term contract because I think maybe Mike Tomlin, even himself, in, in in his heart of hearts, maybe thinking it's time to move on, maybe go to a different team, get some new blood. Um, we've seen that with other coaches that um, that's been the case. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know what, let me just start by saying I love how Steelers fans are all, you know, on the fire <laughs> Mike Tomlin and run him out of town um, because us as Browns fans, we know what that's like and we know what it's we like. Take him, we would take a coach like him in a millisecond yeah. over the last. Getting me in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I, I love that they're in a little bit of quarterback and coaching hell over there in Pittsburgh. Um so it's like to be a Browns fan. So we know that one all too well. Uh, I think you give him another year. Um, I, I think that the issues are not Mike Tomlin. The issue is Kenny Pickett is not a good quarterback. And the issues are some talent issues on and, and personnel on the defensive side of the ball. Um, right. So they've got some weird stuff going on. We know that they've had some like, uh, you know, drama with George Pickens and his effort and Deontay Johnson, just like weird things going True. on. I don't think Najee Harris is very good. So I think that they've got some personnel issues that are the reason that maybe they're, they are where they are. Uh, I don't think it's Tomlin. Um, I'd give them another year, but I think that they've got to get that, that personnel situation figured out. And that's their, that's their issue. Uh, let's go to uh, Nick Sirianni. Oh, you, you pick some good ones. You picked the spicy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're picking spicy ones, like the spicy ones. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, they've lost. They've lost three straight, right? Does that sound right? They've lost three straight. Those, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's, uh, man. Well, I don't think you can him because um, I think he's done some really great things for them. Um, I think this may be more. Well, yeah. I think you give him another year, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think Jalen Hurts has tied among the most turnovers in the National Football League uh, as far as players go this year. I think he's number one with the most turnovers. Um, with that position. So again, you can't, you can't control your, your, your players, right? You can coach them up and tell them what not to do, but if they turn the ball over at the end of the day, that's on them. So I think you got to give them another year here. Um, yes. I don't know if part of me thinks he is a long-term answer, but I mean, here's the other thing. They just, they just signed what, didn't they sign Hertz to a big long contract too? Didn't they give him a big old deal? Yep. So again, all of us Browns fans like to yell and scream about Deshaun Watson, but huh. Here they put a big old deal on Jalen Hurts. And by the way, uh, Deshaun Watson didn't lose three games in a row this season, just putting that out there. Um, but Jalen Hurts has lost three in a row, and uh, they're ready for his head, which is crazy to me. Like, like he took you to the Super Bowl last year. 
like pump the brakes a little bit here, guys. Uh, give me your. Give me your. Uh, I agree, and and we'll go kind of quickly through these next couple ones here, uh, just because we're a little pressed for time. But uh, I agree. I'm not ready to say get him out of town. I think he's a good coach. I mean, he just took him to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying give him an extension yet because you know this is a really really good football sure. team um, in terms of the players so opposite of the Steelers here that uh, we need to see what he's he's capable of uh, we'll go kind <laughs> of rapid fire here. we'll go rapid fire kind of shift things uh let's go Sean McDermott uh Sean McDermott um uh, man I think you gotta let him go mm-hmm. yeah no, I, I think so. no. you think so I don't know go ahead finish your thought I don't know. No, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. You got to give him another year. You gotta give him I, another I, year. I don't think so. I think you got to let him go. Um, this Buffalo team, in terms of the talent, they've got Josh Allen, you know, they've got Stephon Diggs, got a really good team, and they've been up and down, up and down. Uh, you need consistency there. Um, and with that, I, I'm saying get him out of there. Let's bring some new life uh, into into Buffalo. Even though he just beat the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that this is really? – it could be better than what they are. They I think that okay. they need – some new blood in there. A um, couple more here. Let's go down. Uh, let's go down south. Todd Bowles. He's got to go. Okay. I just, I just, the NFC, you're talking about the NFC South here, right? Todd Bowles with the NFC. Which which team is he on? Remind Sorry. me again. The Buccaneers. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I was thinking of sorry. I was thinking he was on a different team. That was my bad. Todd Bowles. Uh, no, you you signed him to a contract extension. And let me tell you why. Uh, you signed him to a contract extension because love or hate that Baker Mayfield is no longer on the football team for the Cleveland Browns. He had a perfect game in Green Bay this last. Let me let me let me say that a perfect quarterback rating in Green Bay this last Sunday. By the way, for a Green Bay team that's fighting for a playoff spot, not mm-hmm. laying on their laurels, right? Uh, no, I think you give Bulls an extension because what he's done with this football team, um, which most people thought this was just going to be a Passover year um, for this team, and they're going to make the playoffs. I'm saying it right now. The the, the Buccaneers I agree. Are gonna make the I, I agree with you. I think you give yeah. an extension. I like yeah. him. I think that he's, yeah. he's a good coach. And uh, yeah. last year was was kind of rough and getting things sorted out this year. I think they need some more talent. I don't think that they're they're very deep, but uh, I, I like them. Um, we'll go two yeah. more here. Um, Second to last, let's let's uh, let's go, Jonathan Gannon. And remind me where Jonathan Gannon is again. Jonathan Gannon is in Arizona. Oh God, get the hell out of there! Get the hell out of there! Like that, like I, I don't know what they're doing in there. I don't know what they're doing in Arizona. Period. Like, uh, here's the thing: you get rid of Jonathan Gannon, you get him and the GM out of there. I'm 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 doubling down. You get the GM, you blow it up, you get him out of there. I think Kyler Murray should be gone. Don't even get me started with the Arizona Cardinals. They got to blow. They got to blow it up and start over because the answer what they're doing down there doesn't make sense to me. But they got to go. They got to. They got to. They got to flip the switch. Okay, um, I, I disagree. I, he's a first year head coach, and this is a team that, that has been playing tough. I mean, look, uh, you know they're rolling out there with Clayton Tune, and they're they're beating people. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. This is a this is a bad team that's playing well. Uh, I think yeah, that was ten weeks ago. That was ten weeks ago. Like they're. I uh, I don't disagree, but they, I mean they 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 play tough. They play tough. And last but not least, um, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, extension. Hope I don't make anybody mad. Uh, this coach has done more with less than uh, the only other coach that I can think. 
and I'm not, I, I don't even want to put these two people in the same conversation, but he reminds me a little bit of what Bill Belichick has been able to do with players that are like, not like, you know, superstars, pro bowl type players and get the most out of those players and getting them buying into a system. Um, I love that about Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I see more fire from Kevin. I see more emotion from Kevin Stefanski on the sideline this year. I see a lot more, uh, players buying into him and with Schwartz. And by the way, why you should extend him, this coach had the wherewithal to basically admit a mistake, fire his defensive coordinator, go out and find somebody that he believed could come in and change the culture on that side of defense and did it in one season. And that, and that's what you want from a head coach as a leader that can make those tough decisions and go and get somebody. And he did that, extend him three to five years, three to four years, three to four years. Extend him coach of the year. That's what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Give him the extension. What he has done this season is remarkable. Given all of the injuries, all of the adversity, and think about every year that he has been the coach of this team, adversity, adversity, adversity. Um, you've got COVID, you've got injuries. Uh, you've got Baker Mayfield playing with a broken shoulder, basically uh, Deshaun Watson situation. He's out 11 games, 12 games, whatever it was. You've got Jacoby Brissett making the most of it. Then this year, the injuries extend them. Um, guys, if you don't have stadium mustard in your kitchen this season, you're doing it wrong. It's the iconic brand, the iconic taste. It's beloved from ballparks to backyards and everywhere in between. Stadium mustard is a smooth brown mustard, rich in both taste and tradition. It's loved by millions. So be sure to head on over to stadiummustard.com to shop now. And Dustin, real quick, why don't you tell our listeners uh, about Cleveland Whiskey? Cleveland Whiskey, guys. If you're getting stressed during a game and you feel like it's Cardiac Kids 2.0, Grab mm-hmm. some Cleveland whiskey, peanut butter chocolate, the Cleveland Underground bourbon whiskey finished with black cherry wood or that wheat penny. Get any of their brands. And by the way, the Christmas uh, spiced whiskey is out, almost out in the Cleveland area. Go get it for a great Christmas gift or go to clevelandwhiskey.com to find a local liquor store to see where it's at or ask for it at your local drinking establishment. Ali, just real quick on the stadium mustard, go down there and check out the code for 25% off through Christmas Eve to give that great gift to anybody in Ohio or outside of Ohio. Go to stadiummustard.com for 25% off that. And Ali, just to double down on that because we feel like it's the season of giving, find your fit. That's right. Use the code FINDYOURFIT at 21fits.com for all the wonderful new beanies, the new hoodies, the new sweatshirts, um, and all those things that are at 21fits.com. Click on the Here We Go Brownies link to get 20% off. And by the way, I heard an extra 5% may be waiting for you in your uh, shopping cart, but go to 21fits.com to get that uh beanie by the way i'm excited to wear my beanie next thursday it's going to be warm Allie, did you get your beanie did you get your beanie yet Allie? do you know if you got your beanie uh, i got uh, some sweatshirts and a t-shirt uh that, okay. that, I, that i need to put your on be- so your yeah. beanie your beanie is coming and by the way everybody drop in the comments should Allie? by the way Allie's never done this and i can't believe i'm about to do this to her okay. on the show. what are we doing Al- okay Allie, let's see would Allie ever wear or should she ever wear a beanie you look good in beanies. Would you wear a beanie on the? <laughs> no, would you? But you've never wore a beanie on the show ever. I know. Yeah. That's fact. No, I, I have not. Uh, maybe so, I will have to do that from our friends over at Two One Fit. So, yeah, maybe. Christmas. The Christmas show is coming up. Maybe to be festive. Well, everyone wants to Ohio, so uh, maybe that'll be the perfect, perfect timing around Christmas. Um, all right, let's get into this matchup, uh, and we'll kind of go quickly through it because. Um, 
you know, one, we're a little pressed for time. And, and, and two, you know, I think that we know that this is a, this is a pretty big game. Um, we know that this is uh, it's an AFC matchup. Um, this game matters. Um, and thankfully we did win last week. So I don't know that I, I necessarily want to say this is a must win. If you don't win, you're done. We know that that's not the case, um, but it looks like our old friend Case Keenum will be getting the start um, on Sunday. I mean, just to go through their their chart here, guys, um, what we know about them is they've got talent. Uh, they don't have a ton of depth. Um, this is this is a team that plays really hard. Uh, D'Amico Ryan says this team rock and rolling. They're running back Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, um, Noah Brown. Um, Nico Collins is questionable. We do know that Tank Dell, um, their receiver this, this last year in the draft, is on IR. Um, Dalton Schultz, their, their tight end. Uh, and of course, their their offensive line led by their left tackle Laramie Tunzel. They've got some talent here, uh, but again, they don't have depth. Uh, defensively, they're not bad. Will Anderson Jr., um, their their high draft pick outside of C.J. Stroud, of course, this past year is having a really good year. Um, they've got guys that you're going to recognize: Sheldon Rankins, um, Denzel Perryman, uh, the linebacker. Uh, they've got they've got some guys, and then of course, don't forget Derek Stingley Jr. Um, they're really talented corner. So this is a team that's got talent. They just don't have a ton of depth. Um, I think that we know what we've got in uh, their their quarterback Case Keenum. If he does get the start, we know who he is um, because yep. he was a Brown. We've seen it. Um, so his he is limited uh, talent wise, but he can rely on his experience. He can kind of turn to that his NFL experience which is extensive um and and just be a veteran out there distributing the ball to, to some of these talented pass catchers uh and running backs so they've got they've got decent skill position players but they are battling injuries themselves as I mentioned they've got Tank Dell on IR Nico Collins questionable CJ Stroud of course with the concussion we don't know yet um and then on IR Tank Dell Troy Harrison Jarrett Peterson Tyus Howard um we've got who else? Uh, Kendrick Green on IR. We've got several, several people for the, the Texans that are out this season. So they're battling it too. Uh, but ultimately, this is a very young yet talented team. What matchups are you looking forward to in this game? Well, I just want to talk about the elephant in the room, and a lot has been made of this. Um, people actually made parodies on Twitter and Facebook about Miles Garrett being held and not being called, uh, thrown to the ground, held. Uh, I guess my question, Allie, in what you, uh, I'd like your opinion on this with 95 yep. miles Garrett playing in the game this week. Uh, he didn't get a sack last week, you know, obviously because he was he 12 pressures, but no, no, sacks yeah. on the no sack. But my question is, does a miles Garrett who clearly can scout a person like case Keenum, cause he's played against him, uh, in training camp and stuff like that. Do you mm -hmm. think that gives an advantage to someone like, let's just call it, uh, a Miles Garrett that maybe has some tells on a Case Keenum that knows based on his body language and stuff like that, that that could be an advantage to someone like uh, Miles Garrett. Cause I think it could be, and it could give him that extra little edge in the game and know when to maybe back off or maybe go after him based on the tells that he's, you know, cause he was an actual teammate. And then for me in this game, I really, for, I mean, that being one part of the matchup, but I really want to see the surge uh, from the defensive line. I know I've mentioned this before, but I really want to see us win that trench the in the trenches battle. And then the other part of this, I want to see uh, Joe Flacco get some time to throw in this game. I want to see the offensive line stabilize a little bit in this game. I know it's kind of a rotating players yeah. on that, and it's not the best thing. But I did look at the stats, and it does look like this is a team that allows teams to pass on them. 
which is something that Joe Flacco's done a lot of the last few weeks. Um, and they aren't good against the run. So all you Browns fans that are pissed off that we're not running the ball enough, it may be because they stopped the run. But I think this could be to our advantage because Joe Flacco is very comfortable uh, getting yeah. that into uh, the playmaker's hand. So those are the two things that I'm kind of looking at in this game uh, particularly. Like we're not running the ball well, or we're not running the ball much because we're not running the ball well. I mean, period, point blank. I mean, we averaged 1.6 a pop on Sunday. That's not going to get it done. Um, so, yeah, just to speak to that, and I do want to go a little bit more in depth with that. And I, I've seen that this, um, the running game, has tr- they've been creative with it. I mean, I give them credit there. They've done the pinpool concepts. They've done wide zone that doesn't work. They've even done some inside zone. So they just can't get it going. And that that's not so much on the uh, running backs. It's more so on this offensive line that is just right. decimated. So I, I want to give them some grace because it's frustrating. I, I'm sure it's just as frustrating for them as it is for us to watch. They can't get anything going. But, I mean, with that, you mentioned it. You can throw on this team, um, and Joe Flacco can do just that. Uh, we we know the types of games that David Njoku and Amari Cooper have been having. <laughs> and continue to do that. Okay, sweet. Um, to go to your point about Miles Garrett, um, and I wish we would have had a little bit more time tonight to talk about this because he has – the way that he's getting held is um, egregious. It's egregious. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It, it's it, it's really really awful. Um, so hopefully we can uh, see some of those pressures turn into some sacks uh, on Sunday. But nonetheless, that's a really frustrating element of it. Uh, do I think Miles Garrett having played with Case Keenum is that going to be an advantage uh, to a certain extent? Yeah. Um, we, you know, Miles probably knows his tendencies and, and is a little bit more familiar with him as a, as a player. But I mean, I think the matchup's more so with the offensive line uh, than it is mm-hmm. with Case Keenum. Um, yeah. I mean, you're going up against a really good left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. I mean, he's really, really good. Uh, one of the best in the league, um, but Miles is the best in the league. So, you know, I think, uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup um, on, on the defensive line to their offensive line. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there is some some advantage to that. Um, but yeah, good. Yeah, and to say to your point about Miles Garrett, it would be interesting because there was a very important set of eyes in Cleveland on Sunday, uh, and his name is Roger Goodell. The National Football League commissioner was in Cleveland, so he saw firsthand what was happening in that game from his refereeing. Um, now, uh, full disclosure, I know Roger has been very quick to defend officials, right, and say you know, even that Chiefs call, yep, right call, you know, and move on from that. But, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you have to look at it with your own eyeball test and be like, okay, yeah, you're not going to call every single holding call, right? I mean, I get it, but one, you know, like, you know, okay. like, I mean, I, I mean, not to get any is a little, it's just absurd, right? Like, I think at one point you just have to have at least one or two called because if you're going to hold a guy 10 times, He's got to get a couple calls in the game. Now I get it. You if you if you called it every time, I get it. Um, and here's the truth. Miles Garrett's superhuman. It's hard to keep containment of him. There's not other players like him in the league, and he is a special, special player, right? We know that. Um, and uh McVeigh brought it up. He goes, You kept me up all all week <laughs> during the Rams game. Uh, you know, I goes, I did not sleep well. So you know offensive coordinators lose sleep over people like miles garrett it's the truth he brings in when he's 100 healthy he brings a, a way different dimension 
to any uh, team. And when you have Smith over on the other end that can create his own uh, havoc, that's that's dangerous, right? And we've seen that happen this year. So, um, yeah, I just I, – I wish – I just I'm just tired of inconsistency with officiating, I guess. It's just yeah. all over the place. And I think, you know, if I can wave the flag – Allie, I want your opinion on this real quick. Should NFL officials be full-time? I, I think there's an argument for that to where they are studying this game year round. And by the way, I see how much they make. Um, it's really good money. Like, like why can't you be officials year round and full time? What do you think of that? I mean, there's been some arguments. So. That. I mean, hell has got the resources to make it happen. Certainly. Um, yeah. I think that that would probably be better than what we're seeing. And I, look, I'm open to any and all solutions to fix the officiating problem. I mean, it, it's really bad. It's, it's really really bad and thankfully it's not just bad against the browns it's just bad in the league um right you see it everywhere determining it's, it's, the outcomes of games in certain situations and you just can't have it uh real quick we want to tell you about our friends over at the cleveland furniture company they are a they are the cleveland furniture company and they have their roots right there in cleveland ohio and it, it dates back to the 1970s so if you are shopping for any type of furniture whether it's a couch or recliner maybe a new bedroom set they've got you covered they've been uh, in the furniture business, again, since the 1970s, and they can save you money. They buy in bulk direct from the factories. They are a true family-owned business um, with their roots right there in Cleveland. This next and last segment is brought to you from the couch from our friends over at the Cleveland Furniture Company. From the couch is brought to you by the Cleveland Furniture Company. All right, let's go through some games here, Dustin. We'll go We'll go pretty quickly here. Um, last How do I do we tied last ah, night. So, dang it. Uh, we gotta we gotta get so to this. So you're still through ahead, correct? Three ahead? I, that's correct. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. So let's boy. start with Thursday night. Saints at Rams. What you got? Saints at Rams. Uh Rams. Rams. They're playing they're still fighting for a playoff. So Rams. Yep. Yep. Give me the Rams. Bengals at Steelers. <laughs> I need to mix this up a little bit. And just when you think the Steelers suck. They win, and they beat the Steelers at home. I'm going Steelers because it makes that game in Cincinnati maybe not count. Yeah, uh, I agree. Give me give me the Steelers at home. Bills at Chargers. Bills. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Commanders at Jets. What you doing? <laughs> well, this is a fun game. Um Commanders. Commanders. Jacoby Brissett's Jacoby's been throwing the ball now, right? It's yeah. it's Jacoby. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jets here. Okay. All right. Um Love let's you. go Lions at Vikings. Lions. <sighs> Lions. Lions kind of seem like they figured out their stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go Lions. All right, give me the Lions here. We'll we'll go quickly. Browns at Texans. Oh, Browns. By the way, Browns. I don't think the Browns are getting enough love, by the way. They're two and a half point dogs with Case Keenum. Give me the Browns. Okay. Yeah, give me the Browns. Uh Packers at Panthers. Packers. Packers. Panthers Seahawks are at Titans. Horrible. Seahawks at Titans, you said? Yeah. Uh boy, the Seahawks don't travel well, but man. I mean, you saw the game. That was crazy yep. last night. Um, give me the Seahawks are alive again now. I'm going to yeah. say the Seahawks. 
the C- but this is tough because the Seahawks have had to make some tough trips to the East Coast. Give me the Seahawks. So I feel like there's a little bit of magic in there right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Give me the Seahawks. Uh, Colts at Falcons. Colts, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, yeah, I'll take the Colts. Jags at Bucks. I think uh, Baker Mayfield has a humbling moment, and the Trevor Lawrence versus Baker Mayfield show shows up, and mm-hmm. Trevor outduels him. I'm going Jags. I'm going Jags here with you. Um, Cowboys at Dolphins. <laughs> I'm going to love this one. This is where I'm going to be a hater. Dolphins okay. win, and the Cowboys lose two straight. <laughs> I agree with you. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, Cardinals at Bears. Uh, Bears. The Bears are playing really good. Give me the they Bears. Are, they're hitting their stride. They really are. Patriots at Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to win at home. Yeah, and, and they're starting to they're figuring things out. The Broncos sure. finally are. Um, I know that they just got manhandled by the Lions, but like they're they're starting to like actually play as a team. Yeah. Uh, Raiders at Chiefs. Man, depends on what Chiefs team you get. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do this for my upset pick of the week. Uh, I'm gonna go. No, 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 I'm not. I was going to go Raiders, but Raiders scored way too many points, and usually the teams that score a lot of points they don't score over me. It's the next week. Give me the yeah. Chiefs. I changed yeah, my mind. I agree. And actually, Josh, no, I don't. Uh, the reason that I'm playing it safe, uh, I do not agree with everything <laughs> that he says. Uh, I <laughs> That's not true. I usually go against. Boston, I usually so go against. I I'm usually go against. Uh-huh. Yeah, I go against. I usually go against what she says, and then I get my ass kicked. So there's. Uh huh. Uh, um, so I have played it safe here. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and then uh, we've got Giants and Eagles. I think the Eagles try to get this fixed. Um, Philly's a tough place to win. Typically, I mean, I know they've lost a game there, but I got to go Eagles here. And Josh, I agree with them here on this one, too. So I'll go with the Eagles. Uh, and last but not least, I think that this one we actually could differ. Uh, Ravens at Niners. This is a really important game. Ravers, Ravens at Niners? Yeah, Ravens oh. at the Niners. Monday Night Football. Get, give me Brock Purdy, McCaffrey. Let's go Niners. This is really difficult. Uh, I think both go ahead, teams. say it. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens here. I am. Ah! (laughs) Uh, I think that the Niners are a better football team. I think ultimately they are just, they're so hot right now, but I think that the Ravens are too, and they travel well. And I'm curious to see how this uh, Niners defense can contain Lamar Jackson. Um, I will take the Ravens in this one. And for you guys to watch where Allie or Dustin win this week, that's the Commanders and the Ravens-Niners game. Those are our two games, the Commanders and uh, the Jets and the Ravens and the Niners. Those are the two to watch. So we shall see. And, again, that's a really big game, um, the the Niners and the Ravens. Um, Last but not least, before we go ahead and wrap it up, I know this has been a really long show. Uh, Dustin, why don't you give our our listeners a quick shout-out and uh, tell them where they can find us in March. That's right, guys. Go out to the Browns fan cruise right now to get those extra credits for that book of the room. Put in HWGB. Like we said, if you put in that guess less how you heard about us, put in the initials. Here we go, Brownies. HWGB um, for a bunch of wonderful prizes that we will be giving away. Hundreds of dollars worth of prizes will be giving away 
on that actual cruise with us. We'll be doing some great drawings for you guys, uh, some fun prizes. And like Ali said, we will pick a few people out of that to do a VIP type of fan experience. And by the way, I haven't even told this, Ali, so you can take away that wonderful picture. But one of those fan experiences that you'll get to enjoy with Ali and I is we're going to be set up with the beautiful ocean behind us and the sand. And you can come up and sit there with your flip-flops on and your shorts. Come on and join Allie and I from the beach. We're going to do a little impromptu uh, little thing. And, uh, and, void. and by the way, I'll even double down on this. Not only are we going to bring a fan on with that, guys, if you go book that, we will bring a Browns legend on that you can set with with us, a Browns legend like a Metcalf a Felix Wright, a Hanford Dixon will come over and you can sit there and chop it up live on our show with the legends. So go check it out. Remember to put in HWGB that we got you on that cruise. We would love to have you. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an absolute blast. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. It's going to be a a fun matchup on Sunday. So uh, stick around. It's going to, it's going to be a good one. Um, Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. Stay safe, stay healthy. And as always Browns fans, go Browns. Go Browns.